Hey everybody, Justin Strange here from the Fantastic Mr. Podcast. I just wanted to jump on real quick and say that this episode is about when the Oscar nominations were officially announced, which was around February 9th is when we did this episode. Um, so due to work and stuff, I haven't been able to edit the episode until recently, and today is March 27th when the Oscars are happening. So just keep that in mind when listening to the episode. As we recorded it weeks ago, weeks and weeks ago. So and due to work and stuff, we were able we weren't able to get it out until now. So um, hopefully you still enjoy it. So thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Fantastic Mister Podcast. I'm here with. Zach Briggs, Justin Strange, and this week we kind of have a special episode. We are going to be talking about the 2022 Oscar nominations because those have just dropped. They're fresh. Well, not when you're listening to this, but it is for us. So we're going to talk about it. Hey, uh, what's your name, by the way? I don't think you ever said it. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, my name is Jake. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, there might be a little, might be a little first timers here. Yeah, that's true. That's that never. True. Never heard of you, and you just said, "What's your name? What's your name?" But didn't say your own name. <laughs> it's my so. own name. Yeah, I am Jake. I'm also a host on this podcast. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Absolutely. And with uh, that recorded, let's just let's just jump into it. Oscars 2022. They just released the nominations for this year annual award ceremony. Um, one of the, I guess, I guess one of the most prominent, you know, kind of facts of this is how many. Uh, films have actually been nominated for Best Picture yeah, this year. It, There's it's a lot. Of them. There's 10 of them. How many are um, there usually? Is, 10 is the max. But I mean, how many? Well, let's look at last year. Ten Go, is, ahead. Go ahead. 10 is the most um, that have been nominated since 2011. Since 2011. That was the last year they had the nominations maxed out. Um, normally, there's like... You said 2011? Sorry. Yeah, 2011. Oh, wow. Let's see. So it's can... it's been over ten years since we've had a full like slot this, yeah. of nominations. Well, I mean, and I think I think there's a good reason for that. We had a lot of good movies this past year. Have we? Yeah. So last year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like there were eight last year. So yeah, that's a lot. Well, I yeah. think also it has something to do with the fact that it's so much easier to stream nowadays that is very true um and that actually leads me into the this kind of the second fact of this is five of the ten are stream were released streaming first or simultaneously three of them were released for streaming devices they were made for streaming services um that would be coda power yeah. of the dog and don't look up all of which um i believe are on netflix actually i'm not sure about coda but Power of the Dog and Don't Look Up are on Netflix. And then the other two, King Richard and Dune, were released simultaneously in theaters and on HBO at the same time. Oh, those is two on have, Apple TV Plus. Sorry, go ahead. Um, those two, King Richard and Dune, have since then been removed, but they're going to be coming back at some point. So half of the nominations this year were made either specifically for streaming services to be released on them or 
released simultaneously as kind of a promotional event. What do you guys think about that? So I guess Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, and West Hat Story were exclusively in theaters for a while. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of just where the world was going, right? You know, I remember the one of the what what was it um a couple years ago when that scorsese movie was nominated was one of the first the irish irishman yeah it was one of the first streaming that got nominated yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then was it roma was roma streaming i'm not familiar with that one i don't know that's the uh it's a mexican movie i believe um oh it's, all, it's, it's black, black, black and, and white. white yes i, yes, I want to say it was streaming hey, but i could be wrong. that was that was for netflix yeah okay that's what i thought so yeah i mean just kind of like it was it was inevitable you know once once uh we got out of that we started transitioning from you know having to go to theaters and having to watch you know stuff on tv to this fancy new way of watching things so you know netflix started as dvds right and so you could get a DVD and they'll mail it to you and then you keep it as long as you want and send it back. And then they kind of slowly, well, they still have the DVDs actually, believe it or not, but they slowly, but surely transitioned to, you know, mostly just streaming. And then of course, several, 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 several streaming services have come out since then. So I just, it's just kind of the way of life now. You have yeah. to imagine that Netflix is going to eventually end their dvd program yeah well yeah eventually i would think but i i think the reason they keep it is because there there are still people that use it and there's stuff on the dvds that you can't access through streaming absolutely like the special features well that and just there's certain things that you can't like certain movies like when i watched star wars for the first time it was through (laughs) netflix dvds because they were on they weren't on the streaming service but they had them on dvds so my friends, my friends actually were paying for the DVD uh, package for a while, like both wow. things. And so they ended up uh, ordering them and we just watched them as they came in. See, my parents had those on VHS still. And I have so, them on VHS. And so they, they would throw them on VHS and I was terrified of the trash compactor, the trash monster. Did you think it could happen to you? I, I did. <laughs> I legitimately, I couldn't tell the difference between television in real life couldn't do it i was like six or seven completely sheltered and i i thought it was going to come out of the tv and eat me and so i never watched it i i uh i didn't watch them until i was like 15 or 16 and you're like okay time. this is not a movie anymore or this is not real life it's a yeah. movie i'm good i had i had to like <laughs> develop my frontal lobe <laughs> <laughs> you had to you had to and then you had to like pep yourself up before you started watching you're like okay this yeah. is just a movie. It's same thing movie. with the same thing with the Lord of the Rings. Actually, um, I really wanted to see it, but they had the uh, the 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 Helm's Deep scene going on in Walmart, mm-hmm. and I made myself stand in front of the TVs at Walmart and watch that scene because I knew if I couldn't make it through that scene, that I wasn't going to be able to watch those movies. And that's how I was introduced Mark, to Lord of the Rings. You're just wow. like I need I need to face my fear. And then I can watch the rest of the movie. My, exactly. First, my exposure to Lord of the Rings was uh, watching on VHS, The Fellowship of the Ring, and when it first came out. Did it come out uh, on VHS? Yeah. It did, yeah. There was a VHS copy. I believe yeah. all Really? Yeah. I, thought, I thought DVDs were in main... In well, main they were, but movies still came out on VHS. Lord of the uh, Rings, the, the first one, it was like early 2000s. I'm thinking 2000 or 2001. No, it might have been 1999, actually. 
I don't know, but uh, it was pretty I, early. I mean, I VHS, I still collect VHS to this day. I have two big bins, two huge bins full of VHS. And Lord of the Rings is part of that. And I have like a double um, tape special features type thing in there. Kind of like Titanic, you know, two tapes. So of these best pictures, I've seen Belfast, I've seen Dune, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, let's, that's it. Let's let's run through the nominations real quick, uh, just so people have an idea of what we're talking about. In case they're listening, you know, in the future, um, the first one is Belfast, which that's one I'm I'm actually not familiar with. So Zach, I'll let you take that one in a in a minute since you mentioned sure. it. Um, then there is Coda, which is short for Children of Death um, Adults, and yeah. that follows a, a young girl who is the only hearing member of a family who's who's all deaf. Her parents are deaf. And their fishing um, farm kind of comes under danger. She has to choose between her love of music and her family's farm, um, which is really interesting. It is interesting. I I was going to try to watch one, at least one of these movies in the last couple of days, but I've been so tired. I'm like, if I try to watch one of these movies, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) So I will, I, I will try to watch them all before the actual Oscars, but not, not right now. Uh, the next I have is Don't Look Up, which is on Netflix right now. It's one of the streaming. And that's essentially two low-ranking scientists in NASA discover a meteor heading to Earth. And they try to convince people that it's coming and no one believes them. Um, then there's Drive My Car, which is a South Korean film, I believe. I'm yep. not too familiar with that one. Not really there's either. Dune, which is based off the book Dune. And it's a wonderful film. You can look up Dune if you want to know about that. There's King Richard, which is about um, um, Selena Williams' father. Uh, Selena and uh, the other one, Venus. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, Selena and Venus, and kind of how they grew up and learned under his teaching. There is Licorice Pizza, which I'm not too familiar with. Uh, Justin, I know you are very familiar with it. You saw yeah. it, mm-hmm. as well as Nightmare Alley. I'll let you guys take mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Then there is The Power of the Dog which is on Netflix. It's kind of a slow burn Western film. Western. Um, Have you seen that one? I, okay. I've seen parts of it. I started watching it and I just haven't been able to finish it. What's the, what's the with West, family. What's a Western? A Western? <laughs> yeah. That's what well, you, you know, said. there was these, these guys called cowboys way back when you mean, um, Oh, like a Western yeah. guy. Yes. <laughs> I just, not the motel. Sorry. You said Western. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, go ahead with your Western side story. Then there was um, the the power of the dog is kind of a Western, uh, kind of a slow burn face off between this old, honestly, really kind of um, vindictive cowboy played by Benedict Cumberbatch. And is, um, Sam, is Sam Elliott in it? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in he, every Western. Kirsten Dunst he, is in uh, it too. I wish it. And he plays yeah. yes. And Sorry. and he plays kind of a, a, a somewhat effeminate young man that kind of faces off against and challenges Benedict Cumberbatch. And then there's the West Side Story, which is a remake of the classic West Side, West Side Story. Story. We all know that one. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen the, the original. I watched it a couple times in school when I was younger. So I haven't seen it as an adult. I'm a big fan of musicals. I'm not either. I'll be Lame. honest. Although I like the Blues Brothers. It's not a musical. It is a musical. Okay, maybe they have musical numbers throughout the film that carry the plot forward. That is by definition a musical. 
How does it carry the plot forward? They I'm going to be seem... honest with you, Jake. I'm just messing with you. I've never actually seen uh, the Blues Brothers. I, I've, I've seen Blues Brothers 2000 with Dan Aykroyd and John Goodman. I just know Blues Brothers from an episode of Drake and Josh. Of course. Okay. I'm calling you a truther. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore that slight and we'll continue. That, that's, a right. good, that's a good movie. Um, and those are the nominations. We got 10 of them. It's the maximum amount that you can nominate. Yeah, Jesus. Do you guys think these were good um, nominations? Picks. Do you actually think these were the correct choices this year? Or would you rather see a different film nominated? I would have liked to have seen Spider-Man No Way Home, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, seriously. In, in the past, yeah. I think block, like blockbusters, like no, they Spider-Man, they, they don't get, get Best Picture, but they get other. They've been nominated well, think, in the past for other things like I think sound. Black Panther was the first Marvel movie that was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it ended up winning Best uh, Costumes or whatever. But um, yeah. Shang Chi and No Way Home are both nominated for Best uh, Best Visuals, I believe. Yeah, so they they have credit in that regard, yeah. but. I'm just saying, like, best picture. You never see a blockbuster in that, though, which is mm-hmm. whatever. It's fine. Well, that's actually interesting. The um, the reason I was kind of doing research on the Oscars and previously before um, before the max number was 10, the max number was five. They actually doubled the number of nominations that could be, that could be submitted. Mm-hmm. And the justification of that supposedly was to allow the quote unquote, you know, fan favorite blockbuster movies to be included in the running because lots of people were upset that their favorite films yeah, weren't getting submitted. And then their favorite films still aren't getting submitted. I I would consider Dune well, a blockbuster. Oh yeah, I would too, I guess. I, I didn't watch Dune and I, like I said with you guys, I was like, you guys can have that. I don't here's the thing about Dune. I don't like it when, when, um, what, uh, trailers on in, in trailers, movies claim that they're going to be franchises bigger than certain franchises, you know? Oh, did like, they think, do that? I believe Dune did that with Lord of the Rings. They said it was going to be as big as Lord of the Rings and stuff. And I was like, nope, I don't want to watch it now just because of that. Like, well, I'm glad the, the, I, I'm glad I didn't see that. It's kind of would have turned me off. It's kind of yeah. sad that they have to resort to that kind of yeah marketing like, yeah just to get people in the doors. I mean, based off the trailers, I, I don't. I was the trailers. I, I was good. encouraged to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it look. I think if anything, they should have said maybe like 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 not Star Wars, but maybe a mixture of Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Don't just say Lord of the Rings because it takes place in space. <laughs> yeah, they might have said <laughs> it looked like Tatooine. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I want to say there was, they said Lord of the Rings and this, but it wasn't Star Wars. But I do, I do remember Lord of the Rings and, or, you know, that, and they claimed, and not even really claimed to be bigger, you know, big franchises, but they try, like with, um, what is it called? Valerian and this, and the planet of a thousand cities was this like big budget movie that went nowhere and like oh, tomorrow yeah. tomorrowland was the same thing and it's like they spend all this money on these these big movies that don't end up doing anything and mm-hmm. I, well they spend big money on movies that don't they're end not up able anything. to they're not able to back up their promises right and so i don't know sometimes when that happens i'm like i don't really 
want to watch this. Maybe later. I'll eventually well, watch Dune. You know, I would say I would. You haven't say, seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I would say Dune does back it up at least. You know, visually, whether or not you like. The well, story visually, of Dune, it, it, visually it does look great. And it's a know, treat I, to watch. And I, I enjoy, I enjoy uh, Zendaya and Timothy. Ch- I don't care about Batista anymore. Like once he's <laughs> when he's not playing Drax, I'm like. I'm good because uh, that's another thing I don't I don't care for is when these these stars become stars and then you hear them all over the place and they're talking about what parts they want to play and what movies they think should be done and I'm like, dude, just take just take just be an actor, just play a role, man. I think yeah, <laughs> just be I, an I, actor. About doing, I think a lot of people <clears throat> might have been turned off by the pacing and I guess the somewhat cerebral feel to the movie at points. Yeah. Uh, there's some pacing issues, I think, um, but overall, I think it was an excellent movie. Well, very, believe, very atmospheric. I believe because I haven't had the chance to read Dune, but I believe this movie is the first half of the first book, which yeah. is just mind-boggling. I don't get why long-ass movie. I don't get why people were confused and like not freaking out, but at the end of the first movie i mean they say they, they say in the in the show in the beginning part one but people are like what this is there gonna, gonna be a part two it ended like this i mean yes there's i guess people that are informed about the the dune books are gonna be kind of surprised about that but a lot of people even in the theater like i could hear them like really is there gonna be another one there should be another one <laughs> they, 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 they thought the the, the movie, the story ends there in the in the sand. But I'm not gonna go into like spoilers because yeah, people may not, not may not have seen the movie. That's why you got to go watch it. My, but my I love Oscar Isaac's performance in that. My movie. only complaint, my only complaint with Dune, was how the advertising uh, used Zendaya's presence so heavily, and in this first part, she's not utilized that much. I'm sure she'll become more. I shall, I'm sure she'll become more um, like ingrained later on in the story, but as far as this first film goes, I think she got maybe like ten minutes of screen time total. Yeah, so, and a lot I'll, of it was used in a way that we'll probably find out why it was in, in the yeah. in the next movie. But um, she was promised like that was she was all over the advertisement and, yeah, and she was that. not in the movie. And I think much. the I think the movie advertised it as a. Somewhat of an action sci-fi movie. I mean, there are elements of action for sure, great epic battles, but it wasn't constant. Like Mm-mm. I think maybe people were hoping and expecting. It was much more of an. I would qual- almost qualify it as an adventure. Adventure, yeah, a yeah. journey for sure. Yeah, probably on the level almost of maybe it kind of felt like a Fellowship of the Ring, beginning traveling um, mm-hmm. movie. And the way it ends kind of reminds me of the ending scene of the Fellowship of the Ring, as you know, Sam and Frodo are looking upon the misty mountains, and they see Mordor and their next part two, the Two Towers. Their their journey continues. So mm-hmm. I felt kind of, I kind of had that same feeling. Yeah, so I would say Dune Dune is probably my favorite one on this list. But I'm kind of a I'm kind of a blockbuster bitch, so I will <laughs> I gravitate to those anyway. Yeah. But what about you guys? What what is your favorite film that's been nominated on this I, list? I don't know if I have a favorite because I haven't seen many. I've seen Belfast, I've seen Dune, Nightmare Alley. 
I'd say Belfast was one of my favorites out of those that I've seen. It's about the during the 1960s in Ireland, there was you no know, lots of controversy, some battles going on between the Catholics and the Protestants. If you're uh, familiar with that uh, history, and it's a black and white film, kind of a semi-autobiographical uh, movie, but it's dramatized, obviously. And um, it's about this little boy and experiences of this battle of religion, essentially, uh, taking place around him. And while it delves kind of, and it shows uh, and explains some of that history, it's all f- mostly from the eyes of this little boy. And I don't, I forgot the name of the actor, but he's just fantastic. Jude Hill is his name. And this movie was directed by Kenneth Branagh, if I'm pronouncing yeah. that cor- correct, mm-hmm. uh, correctly. But it's ba- this movie is based off kind of his upbringing um, in Ireland and then the separation um, into what's uh, uh, Northern Ireland and Belfast. So uh, just overall tone was excellent. The, the gal... Uh, that played a prominent character in the James Bond film. I forgot her name. Was it Judy Dench? Yeah, she's she's in that movie as well. Uh, another actor, never really heard of, but she was fantastic playing the mother. Um, it, it was a good history uh, movie, while also not like not too uh, in your eyes. Like it's not too much either. Like you you could comprehend it. Um, but for people that maybe aren't familiar are used to accents, especially like Irish accents, it might be a little, they might need to listen a little uh, more closely. I, at movies, oh, aren't, aren't there... Turn on your a, subtitles. Well, uh, I don't know if this movie's um, <laughs> at... I don't think they have this one streaming yet. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's why I saw it in the theaters, yeah, yeah. and I, I watch a lot of, in general, uh, British TV and film, so I'm kind of, I've gotten used to some of the accents. You've become a climate I... to the tongue. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Acclimated. You kind of kind of have to you kind of have to, but overall it's one of those movies that coming of age, a little bit of history and a good feeling movie at the end of the day. So that that's one of my favorites. Um I don't know. Nightmare Alley, have you guys seen that one? I watched it. You did? Yeah, I told you that. You did? I, I thought you said you saw, saw the first one. You, you saw the... Oh, yeah, no, you, I we saw talked the about one. the ending scene. Okay, yeah. What do you think about uh, that, if you wanted to t- talk about Night sure. Alley? I thought... Uh, so the two only two I've seen in this list are Nightmare Alley and Licorice Pizza. And I mean, and I guess technically West Side Story, but not the new one. Um, <laughs> but not, I like Nightmare Alley a lot more. Um, it was a, a lot more interesting to watch the you know, it's it's one of those rise and fall movies where you see the rise of this person and, and then he falls. Um, so it is Bradley Cooper also. Originally going to be Leonardo and, DiCaprio. Oh, really? dang. I would that, have loved that, that to have seen Leonardo in it. I think. Those, I, do you know Do you know why Leonardo backed out? I think yeah, other obligations. Um, oh, man. I would have loved to see Leonardo in this, but man. He's going to be doing another movie in, in the works, I think, with Scorsese. I'm not entirely sure if it's with him, but it's. Have you heard of the, uh, the book, The Devil in the White City? It's about the Chicago World Fair from the early 1900s, maybe late 1800s. About this oh. murderer. It's based off real, a real guy. Uh, but yeah. he, he, uh, Leonardo's going to be playing this killer that lures women into this his house of horrors, and the other characters, uh, like a doctor. Uh, 
So, anyways, yeah, Leonardo would have been fantastic in the role that Bradley Cooper played. I forgot his, I forgot the guy's name already. Well, <laughs> that movie sounds very fun. You're talking about not, you forgot the main character's name. His name is Stanton Carlisle. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Rooney Mara, which I like. I really like Rooney Mara. She um, she's been in a few things I've seen. So you know she was in um, the Social Network uh, as Erica, I believe, um, which was um mark zuckerberg's girlfriend at the movie or at the beginning of the movie and then she is in another movie called a ghost story um that i really enjoyed if you guys haven't seen it um, that's the that's the one that's very indie oh yeah oh yeah it's a 24 movie yeah. yeah it's got uh her and and casey affleck um and then she was in another movie with kate blanchett uh oh she was in Kubo and the Two Strings, but she was a voice. Oh, she was in a movie called Carol with Kate Blanchett, where um, she 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 plays a photographer who develops this like intimate relationship with a older woman, Kate Blanchett. And so it was really about it was really movie. good. Yeah, I watched it. I, it was suggested to me when I was getting my master's because um, I don't really remember why it was suggested to me to watch because it was about two women, I guess. I don't really know. Was that an award contender at all? That movie? Let's find out. Um, and then, of course, she was in this. And I just like, I really, because Rudy Mara is just like, she's, she's so cute. She's so I cute. She and Joaquin Phoenix, they're together. Believe. You know, apparently she is Kate Mars. They're They're related somehow. If you know who Kate Mara is, she played the Invisible Woman in Fantastic Four and stuff like that. Oh, uh, oh the, the new, the new Fantastic Four, the newer, the recent one, Abomination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't get yeah. that. The, Those oh, characters, the, right? The actress that also plays Zoe in House of Cards. That's Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Okay. Kate Mara. Yeah. I was, a, I was a bit confused. I was, trying, I was trying to track. Yeah, they have like kind of the same facial structure. I'm trying to see. <laughs> If uh, if they if this movie won any awards, I can't find it right now. I mean, sounds I like I, something that would be you know just social uh, currencies. Yeah. Um. So I really 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 enjoyed Nightmare Alley. Um. But also I I like Bradley Cooper and I like Rooney Mara, and it's just yeah it's just an interesting story. And then it turned out you know as a disaster for him and all the stuff. So and that ending and I've told you I talked to you about this. The other day, that ending was so good. Justin, but, give us a quick, not a synopsis, but give us a quick just rundown of what, you know, what's the movie about? Like a 30-second elevator pitch. Uh, so it's about this, um, I'll just read. It's about <clears throat> this uh, guy who he's, he ends up, he's, I guess he's kind of homeless, and um, he ends up being a carny. So he works for a carnival, and he kind of works his way up to do his own uh do his own act which is a mentalist act so he acts like he knows you and he's telling you you know you know telling you about someone maybe who's died and he can connect with them on the other side and all this stuff and he um he moves out of his carnival him and uh rudy mars character um to start their own their own act and they get a job at a hotel doing two nights a show and they're doing really really well and then he tries to do other stuff that he shouldn't do and Ethical, that, yeah, things, uh, yeah, really unethical things, and so he ends up trying to do stuff that he shouldn't do, and then ends up paying for it essentially. Mm. Yeah, it's very, very, um, it's a very interesting movie. It's kind of you got to pay attention though. I, I feel like that movie you got to 
Is there a supernatural just... element to it? Because Nightmare Alley. Not really. Okay. No. Because because I've only seen the trailers of it, and I, yeah. I wasn't able to get a bead on it. It it's well, very the... colorful, very <laughs> larger than life, and yeah. it, it had kind of the same color grading as like you know the shape of the water and kind of some of these other horror slash mystery films so i was i was curious as to what mm. you know i, would, yeah, I, I got i got supernatural vibes from there's the def- there's there's no supernatural beings at no, all uh, they, I think anything maybe the the electricity uh in the chair was exaggerated but that's not supernatural necessarily no it's just cgi yeah. um no, and and with the trailers, it kind of the trailers don't help. You know, you don't know you don't know what the movie's about through the trailers. Those are the best trailers, think. in my opinion. Which I yeah, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, like you watch this trailer and then you watch the movie, you're like, oh, this is a completely different movie. Unlike some others, I saw a trailer for Don't Look Up when it was nominated for the Oscars, and they had the last scene of the movie. In the trailer, they showed the ending of the movie. The thing I didn't on, watch the trailer on the national on national television uh. for its nomination, and it's like, well, I mean, if I hadn't already seen it, uh, I'd be pretty that- pissed. <laughs> Did you enjoy that movie? Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's great. I liked it. Is it, it kind of it was kind of marketed as a um, as kind of a zany comedy, which uh, which it. It didn't end up being it was kind of the first half was comedic and then as the movie went on it kind of became more serious and and kind of low as as it progressed and, you think it, um, the, the tone was changed or, or the, the way tone that... i think the tone did change kind of throughout the movie and i think was, it was purpose it was purposeful it, it wasn't it felt, it felt fine it wasn't jarring yeah no it wasn't jarring it it kind of started um to change as the movie went on and you know researching the film it, it makes sense leonardo dicaprio dicaprio leonardo dicaprio is uh, <laughs> um is uh you know one of the characters in that movie and he is very strongly invested in um in environmental projects environmental support um helping our planet and the background of this film is it's essentially an allegory for global warming, seeing this thing coming a mile away, excuse me, and not doing anything about it. And so a lot of people associate it with COVID because we all are kind of engrossed with COVID right now. Um, But that's just kind of a side effect. It was originally kind of made as as a symbolism for the slow march of global warming. And so it kind of like, he got his message across. He got his message across very well by the time the end of the movie was done. So I think the movie "Don't Look Up" it got a lot of flack just because of the political messaging. Uh, but a movie that gets that kind of press and conversations going, it's just going to help uh, drive up viewership. I feel like in the end. Yeah, you know. Uh... That movie reminds me. I just just watched the movie, so I'm trying to watch some of the like the best screenplay winners over um, the years. And so the first one last year, a movie called Promising Young Woman won best screenplay. So I decided to watch it, and it had that same effect where like the tone changed. So at first, you you she's like this woman who's kind of a woman scorned, where she's trying to get revenge on these other guys. 
these men for um, being jerks, essentially. And you think like because she has like a notebook where she's putting tally marks and you think she's killing them, but she's not. Spoiler alert. She doesn't she doesn't not, she's not killing any of them. She's just like, hey, she what she does, she goes to clubs, acts drunk and then gets them to take them home, oh. take her home with them. And then when they try to sleep with her, she kind of goes off on them. She like sobers up, sober so in she, quotation marks. She and, doesn't kill them because I, I no. haven't seen it. And I did think she killed them. Yeah. Absolutely. Thought she killed yeah. Them. I, I was like, oh, my God, is she killing these guys? Because she, <laughs> she but she had a lot of tally marks. There was like pages. I was like, how is she getting away with this? And it turns out that, no, she's not. She's just kind of being like, you know. She's just berating them, making them feel yeah, Making them feel bad. Yeah. And so, and then it changes tone where like she meets this guy who she really likes. And so it kind of almost seems like a romantic comedy. And then it changes back when something bad happens in the middle. And then she decides to get revenge again. So like she just told, but it didn't like, it wasn't jarring. Like you said, Zach it wasn't jarring or anything for me. I, th- I thought it was a great movie. Did this movie have Bo Burnham in it? Yep. Has Bo Burnham. Okay. I know the movie. Okay. Yep. I was, I was putting two and two together. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It was actually a really well done and like the music in it. I really liked the music. Um, they had this really cool rendition, like a, uh, uh, violin, cello-ish like whatever orchestra rendition of toxic by britney spears um yeah it was pretty dope and so if you haven't seen it you should check it out um okay so sorry i didn't mean to go off on a tangent it's just when you guys are talking about don't look up that's it made me think no that's that's what we're here to do this entire podcast is a tangent no that's that's fair uh so do y'all want to talk about uh licorice pizza sure go for it i it sounds delicious <laughs> you know, on the on the poster, at least on IMDb, there's not one licorice pizza on there. I'm assuming you under, Does the movie explain what the title's all about? I don't remember if it does or not. I was just thinking. I don't know if it re- references licorice pizza. Well, it takes place in the '70s, so this could be like a '70s thing. You know, like super bad. It used to be a saying in the like the '80s and '90s or whatever. And so, but they don't really say super bad in the movie. So could be kind of like that whole thing. But essentially this movie by Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, by the way, this is my first Paul Thomas Anderson movie I've seen in theaters. Uh, so that, that, for me, that was pretty excited. But um, so on IMDb, it says the story of Elena Kane and Gary Valentine growing up, running around and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the San Fernando Valley, 1973. So essentially these two meet each other. And I, I wouldn't say they they fell in love at the beginning. The um, Gary definitely falls in love with Elena, but they, they end up just kind of being friends and eventually business partners. Um, so they create a couple businesses together. And then like one one business, they're selling waterbeds. And then another business, uh, Gary decides to open up like a pinball um, arcade because in California for a long time, pinball machines were outlawed. And so when they found out, oh, pinball machines, they're going to, you know, they're going to let us have them again. He starts buying them up and creates a, like a, an arcade. So they, cool. they do. Yeah. And they have all these different adventures together. And Bradley Cooper is actually in that movie. And man, he is a genius in that movie. He is so freaking funny. Um, he is so funny. He has like this kind of 70s haircut where it kind of comes down to here, but it's like super straight. And then he has like a, a beard and stuff. He looks, he looks great. 
And uh, so the, the, the catch to this movie, though, is that Gary is 15 and Elena is 25. And so there's like a big age difference. So that's kind of where people are like, oh, because like, I can see where they get some eyebrows raised. Exactly. So I've when I um, was getting ready to go see this movie, I was looking at it. Um, so I I'm, I had this app on my on that I uh, called Letterboxd, and it's essentially a social media app for people who love movies. And so one of my old teachers, he had like a little review on on the movie. So he's super smart. And so I, I read it and I was like, okay, that'll be interesting. Cause it, they were just talking about the age gap. They didn't say what it was. And so I'm like, okay. And so I went to see it and I was like, Oh, and, but it, I like, after a while you forget that Gary is 15 because he's doing all these adult things. So he's like smoking and then he's um, starting these businesses. But then there's one scene where um, they're, they deliver waterbed with their, with a truck and then the truck runs out of gas, so they have to go get gas. And they're like um, playing with the the gas can because it's got the little uh, spout that comes out, and they're like putting it between their legs and acting like it's a penis <laughs> and stuff. And so you, that's when you realize you're like, oh yeah, he's still 15 years old. He's a juvenile. Yeah. And so, but they ended up. Uh, well, I won't. I won't spoil it for anybody because it is a really good movie. And I'd rather people watch it and not know the ending. How's um, the music? I mean, it was '70s music, from what I remember. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, don't remember the music too much. But was it like actual songs? Honestly, don't remember. I was just I'll I, I, be that memorable. Then. The music wasn't really. I mean, it was just the story was was what I enjoyed about it the most. It was, it was a great story. Was um, it shot well, in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it looked good, um, and the story. I liked the you know the 70s look of movies so like anytime a movie set back in time so like even like nightmare alley looked great you know it was set in what 41 i think like mm. right before the war and into the war uh so yeah it was i mean it's it's very 70s ish so it's got like yellow yellow tint on it like as far as like the color and all that stuff so if you haven't seen Licorice Pizza, you should watch it when you can, whenever it nice. comes to streaming. That's the only two I've seen. Uh, well, I mean, there's West Side Story, and judging from the trailers, I mean, it looks great. From the tra- just from the trailers, it looks good. Uh, so I would love to see it. I just ha- I, I didn't go see it in theaters. I, although I should have, I should have gone and seen it. In- Is it streaming anywhere? West Side Story. I don't know. Let's find I don't out. believe so. That's not one of the ones that are streaming yet. Yeah. West Side Story. Um, yeah, but based on the trailer, it looks cool. I'll still, I'll definitely go see it. Or I will see it eventually. Yeah, so it French, looks like it's still in theaters. So was French Dispatch, was that a movie that you thought might have been nominated for an award? Or was that a movie that was for the previous nominations? Would, would that have been a different year? I don't remember when I went and saw it. I think I saw it. I felt like that was a movie that came out last year. Yeah, I, 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 I actually I know it was because um, I remember it got kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and it finally released in 2021. So yeah, I don't know why it didn't get nominated. a snub, Oscar if, snub. I don't know if Wes Anderson has ever been nominated for any Oscars. To be honest with you, Wes Anderson Oscar, he might have. Let's see. Speaking of um, being nominated for the Oscars. That's not true. I guess he has won a couple. Go ahead. Um, Denzel Washington 
has picked up his 10th nomination for nice. lead actor for, um, for his part in Macbeth. Um, and that actually makes him um, the most nominated black individual. And uh, he broke his own record from nine last year. So last, some oh, people nice. are saying, some people are saying that we should just rename the Oscars the Denzel because he's been. <laughs> what was the last movie he was nominated for? Oh, was, that is a that is a good question. I think it was a, a movie based off of a play. If I remember that, I forgot the I just forgot the name. Fence or well, something was it called oh, Fence? Yeah. And now Fence but I thought play. Fence came out a couple a few years ago. Oh well, I, I bet he was nominated for that. Whenever that, <laughs> whatever year that was. His last nomination was. 2020 no i believe so that would track but anyhow he's he's the most nominated black actor he's got 10 i think he's he's in like the top three um people who've been nominated of all time meryl street being number one of course <laughs> but he's up there you know i just thought that was a fun fact. who's gonna get that who's gonna win best actor if you, even if you haven't seen the movies just looking at the titles and what you've seen well, the tragedy of Macbeth is Oscar bait, just 100%. That, oh, yeah. that movie was made to win an Oscar. So I, I think he has a very good chance of winning this year. But after oh, that... Oh, look at that. Harvey, Javier Bardem is nominated for being the Ricardos. That's yep. cool. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, but I think after that, Benedict Cumberbatch probably has a really good chance of getting an Oscar for his role in The Power of the Dog. The leading actors, uh, the nominations, by the way, are Javier Bardem. In Being with the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith in King Richard, and Denzel Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. I is think, this Andrew Garfield's first nomination for? Um, it's a, it's a, he's had a few. Oh. I actually just read something. Social Network? I don't uh, remember what they were for. Um, I just remember reading something. Spider-Man. Just kidding. No. <laughs> he's apparently been nominated a couple times. Uh, looks like the best actress would be Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. I let me go ahead and tell you, I don't care for Jessica Chastain one bit. <laughs> um, she's just very blah to me. Uh, Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, Penelope Cruz for parallel mothers, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Kristen Stewart has <laughs> that was surprised- an excellent movie. Well, Kristen Stewart surprised me over the years. Her and and uh, Robert Pattinson, as far as actors go, like well, they're actually when, not bad actors. When one of your leading films is Twilight, yeah, I guess it, you get a, you a, bit a lot of, a of room for surprise. Reputation, yeah, that's fair. I uh, that was I, excellent. Yeah, uh, J- I liked her in um, American Ultra. Dude, that's what I was gonna say. She was, was funny in American Ultra. Yeah, that, was that movie was kind of a, like a uh, to me, kind of like a hidden gem. You know, it's like I I, I don't remember why I, I watched it, but I thought I'm gonna watch this because I, I man, I like Jesse Eisenberg also. Same so deal. I, I was like, I'll watch this, but Kristen Which Stewart. Movie is you talking called, about? It's called American Ultra, and it's about this this guy who's like a sleeper spy, right? Um, or something like that, and so he ends up getting activated or so it's it's kind of like a comedy and or it is a comedy but it's got uh jesse eisenberg and kristen stewart in it that's interesting because i just watched i just watched adventureland i told you about Mm -hmm. that justin Mm -hmm. and eisenberg and kristen stewart are the stars of that movie as well i didn't know kristen stewart was in that movie yeah um let's see the one i liked okay these are all the same so well except for so the best original screenplay nominations are belfast 
Don't look up King Richard licorice pizza and the worst person in the world, which I've never heard of. I'm I'm kind of into I'm at like the two big the two big uh, categories for me are best picture and best screenplay because you know I like to write screenplays and I'm a writer and stuff and so I'm a writer by the way guys that's what I that's what I tell people anyway people who You're don't a writer know like I'm a writer no I'm really a teacher but I also like to write um let's see the worst person in the world We're this, look it this up. here says it's a um a norwegian dark romantic comedy drama the chronicles of four years of in the life of julia young woman who navigates the troubled waters of her love life and struggles to find a career path leading her to take a realistic look at who she really is interesting that seems like a movie you would enjoy justin i think it does sound like a <laughs> like a movie i would enjoy <laughs> I, I mean, it, it looks fine. I like movies about people trying to figure themselves out while I figure them out. Uh, so looking at the best uh, picture noms, what do you think is going to win? What are your predictions? I think that it's I, I haven't seen the majority of these movies, but I, I it's either I want to go with West Side Story or Nightmare Alley. Or I do. think it. I think it might be. Don't look up, just because of the politics behind uh, these type of ceremonies. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the film that has the marriage of art and politics, because that's what they seem to. Yeah. Enjoy. And so like, I think for that reason, I'm gonna. Have to, I'm gonna have to say it's either Don't Look Up or Belfast, hmm. because that's kind of the histo- historic politics, and it's black and white. Yeah. So it has the, has the art. It has Belfast. and it's foreign. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I like black and white movies. Like I watched. Uh, have y'all seen Nebraska? No. It's got Bob Odenkirk and Will Forte in it. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's. Uh, I know I've said that a lot this uh, this <laughs> podcast, but it's really a uh, surprisingly good. Good, especially black and white. You said. Yeah, they're black and white. It's a drama, and it's got two you know comedic actors in it with. Bob Odenkirk and Will Forte, but they do a great job in the movie. I, I really enjoy comedians who do dramatic roles. What was the I, purpose of Black and White? Was was it? I don't think there there was anything that was mentioned as far as why it was in Black and White. It's kind of the same with any other movie that comes out. Seems like these days that are Black and White. Like Come even, On, Come On with Joaquin Phoenix. That was an excellent movie. I'm kind of surprised that wasn't nominated for anything. That came out in 2021. The about a, I know what you're about. a little boy that is kind of eccentric and visits his uncle, Joaquin Phoenix's character, and Joaquin Phoenix's character interviews people. He's a radio journalist, and he travels across the country. The movie is black and white. I don't understand why. Uh, best costume design, Cruella is in there. Did you say Cruella? Yeah. It, I would say that that had great costume design. I enjoyed the movie until I mean, it got a little bit ridiculous with kind of the not supernatural stuff, but you know the stuff that makes it Disney and oh, it takes you out of the, the, film the original grounded designers. They they should have good design. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. If they, that doesn't uh, win, then that's gonna be kind of a cringe <laughs> reaction. It's kind of like, did, hmm, uh, we're gonna make a movie about the best fashion designers. I wonder if we should do a good job with these <laughs> designs. I think either Cruella or West Side Story would win. That's that what one. I was gonna say. It, it, either Cruella or West Side Story, because Nightmare Alley was just you know typical, very 40s. bleak. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nothing that stood out. Yeah, Cruella was a good movie, but I thought it was a little too long. Um, 
just I, I saw Cruella in theaters and I was like, God, this movie's still not over. It like, got kind of I, ridiculous after like, you know, she becomes Cruella and then the kind of the final act of going back to the mm. mansion. It just got too ridiculous for I me. I thought that but, was kind of the best part. Oh. She finds out like, the ladies with her mother. I would have just appreciated a movie leading up to her, like literally the, the point that she becomes Cruella and then end it. Like, I don't need to see kind of like with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, where they're already talking about a, a sequel, which I don't think is necessary. Um, I mean, I, I think the, the first one was a, a character study about a man that has mental issues and with the name, with the title Joker slapped onto it. I enjoyed it, but I don't think we need a, another one unless they're intending to make uh, Todd Phillips is intending to make his own universe of DC villains. I don't know. But it's, cool. it's already in development, apparently. Yeah. Um, so. I think it would be interesting to see a very, like, human broken element to DC films. But I, I don't think it's really needed, like you were saying. Oh, hey, look. Keep it, keep it at the one, one, one and done. Uh, yeah, be done after that. Coming, yeah. to, coming to the number two, America is nominated for Best Makeup and Hairstyling. That's cool. It probably won't win. Or if it does, like... So it's it's coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. And uh, House of Gucci, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of of being snubbed, uh, yeah, Lady okay Gaga, with... I hear is not happy. Here, let me go ahead and just real Lady quick, Gaga. Let me, Lady Gaga, the actress. Yeah. No, thank what, you. What movie? House of Gucci. She's like Gucci. the main character. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm and not. She a, had she had a large Oscar run. She was campaigning. She was campaigning hard for an Oscar nomination. Well, I think an Oscar snub was when Adam Sandler or or uh, Uncut Gems wasn't nominated for anything. Yeah, that was an Oscar. Because like you know Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler. I don't care what anybody says. Like I watched the one, uh, the murder mystery one where him and Jennifer Aniston are on the boat. And then they, anyway, that movie was funny, you know, Uncut gems. No, the one I was just <laughs> talking about the, uh, I'm talking about his movies to memory loss, the, the movies that he does usually like what um, are those movies? Zany comedies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, grownups and bedtime stories and these, yeah, you know, where Adam this. Sandler is just Adam Sandler. He's just like but a then, big goofy kid. Yeah. And so then, um, but like, I like a lot of his movies. I really enjoyed pixels, which was, you know, the one about <laughs> really? the video games. Oh yeah. Wow, well, you, you are a Sandler fanboy. I mean, it, not necessarily because that movie, not necessarily because Adam Sandler, they can put someone else in. I'd have been fine with it, but, but it's just more nostalgic with, you know, the older video game characters. But then like I, we watched, and I believe that, that movie I was telling you about Adam Sandler movie. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was a Netflix thing because, you know, he did the whole movies for Netflix for a while. If y'all remember. Oh, uh, what was the Western he did? The oh, uh, Ridiculous Eight or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Did you like that one, Justin? I, I didn't see it. Oh, here it is. Adam Sandler. Okay. So see if I find this movie. It's called Murder Mystery. Okay. Yeah. It's called Murder Mystery. And it's about a, a New York cop and his wife go on a European vacation to reinvigorate the spark in their marriage. But end up getting framed and on the run for the death of an elderly billionaire. And like we watched it randomly and I thought it was pretty funny. But then you got Uncut Gems where he's completely done a 180 
and he's freaking awesome. And I saw that movie in theaters as well. And I thought he did really, really good. And like, even, um, I don't know if you've seen punch drunk love. That's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Like, I don't know. Adam Sandler to me is a good actor. When he, you know, when he gets when he, put when in he, stuff that he's when he usually puts the not effort doing. in. When yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. In, I would agree. I would he's agree. He's a good actor. Like but there's it. a lot of movies where he's in it. I don't know if he's just in it for the paycheck or if he's in it just for the fun. There's a lot of movie where he's just up there goofing off. Yeah, for sure. Oh, look, they're making a murder mystery too. It's Are you right surprised? Now. What what year did Uncut Gems come out again? 2019. I think that snub is kind of similar to the snub with in 2017, 2018 when Good Time came out that wasn't nominated in the oscars and that was an excellent movie with robert pattinson right and it kind of felt had that same energy similar energy as uncut gems with the, the craziness like yeah. it, you got to be in the mood to watch either of those <laughs> movies like with yeah. adam sandler's characters swearing every second and he's like yelling constantly it's like give well, someone a headache give someone a headache if they keep on watching that my friend uh watched the movie he's like he's like hey i watched uncut gems i was like oh yeah what'd you think he's like i just kept getting like pissed off because he's like <laughs> you know because because it's just like one thing after the other and uh he just keeps like digging himself in deeper and deeper and deeper and i was like yeah and so i don't know where i was going with that i don't know where i was going with that um it's a very it's a very emotionally engaging film yeah so you said you have to be in the mood for that and i'm like yeah because i've only seen it once and that was in theaters i have it i own it um but i've, I've only, only seen, seen the last once. jedi once that was enough yeah, no, I, saw I, uh, I tried to rewatch it. I tried to rewatch it, and I couldn't get past him throwing the lightsaber away. He threw I the lightsaber, <laughs> and I was like, "No, God, we needed that no, episode to talk about the sequel trilogy." I can't. I can't do this. My, my that was favorite. a joke. That was a, a a joke and a slap in the face and a disgrace to the character. It was Luke Skywalker. The buildup of all those years. I just want. I just want Dave Filoni to come in and and retcon everything and save us all. He's the yeah, only they, one that can fix it. Yeah, they have that time warping yeah, they stuff have that, that they show. Yeah, they have that time thing in, yeah. in Dave Filoni's animation series. That's that's uh, that's what I'm saying. They got to do that. They got to bring that in and remake it somehow. Yeah, we need a, an episode about Star <laughs> that's, Wars. It's Disney though. They won't admittedly yeah. come out. We need, and... we'll, we'll do a we'll do a separate episode solely okay. on the travesty that is Disney's Star Wars. But there the are thing moments... is, that there are elements that Disney has done well. I've, if you guys have watched, for example, the the book of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian, I was going to say where where Disney is excelling. I'm sorry, Zach. I'll let you continue. I I interrupted you. No, the streaming series are where they're doing well. I think, and they're getting a lot of their positive feedback. It's yeah. the movies right now where they're kind of struggling, and then we have another trio of movies in development taking place in what's called the the new republic or the is the it's not the, the old republic. republic. It, it's it, it's the old republic, but they're calling it something else. Maybe it's something. Something. It's thousands of years when there are lots of Jedi. Basically, it's like the golden age, essentially. Yeah, and there's been ever since Disney, you know, bought the rights to Lucasfilm, and they retconned all the expanded universe. You know, they have their own stash of books that they've that are now canon. But I think the media, uh, the streaming series on Disney Plus, are they're a lot better. I'm yeah. not saying they're perfect, but they're. I have a pop more positive I think reaction the only than the sequel trilogy. The only Star Wars one I've watched is The Mandalorian, and I watched both seasons, and I thought I thought it was great. Um, and then you know you, th- you look at like the Marvel shows. So 
you know, at first I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome with WandaVision and then Loki. And then it, to me, it started becoming a little, you know, saturated, except for what if I loved, I loved what if, but then Hawkeye came out and I was like, oh, God, another Marvel show, you know, and at first I wasn't going to watch it, but I was like, you know what? No, I'll try it out. And Hawkeye turned out to be a great show. Have y'all seen it? Yes, I have. It's, it's, it's really nice. I liked that it was it brought it back down to the human level. Well, like he's just a dude with a bow and arrow. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you put him in the Avengers, and Hawkeye's my least favorite superhero in the Avengers. But you take him out of the Avengers, and he's actually a great character. But you know, he's he's like the most human of all the yeah. Avengers, I feel like I would I would I would agree. I just you know you stick him in the Avengers, he's just kind of this. He's overclassed in the Avengers. This puny human, you know, and he, but he's not even that really interesting as a character. No, he's, he's at, not. at least at least the way. Uh, what's the actor's name? Clint Barton. Uh, no, the actor's name is Jeremy. Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy Renner. At least the way he portrays him, it's just not. He's not. It just seems like a, a regular guy. It just. You guys want to know my favorite performance by Jeremy Renner? He was in an episode. The town. He was in an episode of House. What? And he, yes, and he was awesome because he played like this, um, this drug addict who was also, uh, he was an, a musician, drug addict, and he's just like, he was just insane and he was so good. So find that episode and you should watch it because it's so good because he's in the hospital, but doesn't want to be. And he's like, they can't trust him with, you know, take him into a bathroom with an oxygen tank and he lights up a cigarette and it blows up. It's just like so funny. Anyway, sorry. That's probably like one of my favorite performances by Jeremy Renner. But yeah, you take him out of the Avengers, take Hawk out of the Avengers and uh, you know, he's, he's fine. You give him somebody who's not as, as uh, advanced as him with skill and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, great. Talk about best cinematography I, for, for you guys. What do you guys look for in cinematography as you're watching me? Like what captures, what, like there's certain movies where it's like oh there's nothing that really pops out to me when it comes to the shots and everything but there's what there's this one movie about the holocaust i forget the name of it but it's about hungarian jews and the movie is entirely shot from basically the pov close-up shots from the protagonist and what whatever he could see it's not like his pov but it's it's a very congested and claustrophobic movie and it, i was the first movie i was like wow that type of camera works it works for this movie and and the topic it's dealing with i've never seen a movie where each shot's medium the tight like that's and that was the entire movie that's the way it was shot there was this movie i, I saw on amazon prime oh man i can't remember the movie but it, essentially this kid was the descendant of thor and um he didn't realize it didn't know it at first but he he figures it out and i thought and it was like just it wasn't a big movie i'd never heard of it until then is it a foreign and film technically yes but the main character is american but he's not he's not in america he's in uh i think somewhere in germany he's one of the he's the brother of the kid that was on jumanji and uh hereditary i guess they were part of the naked brothers band did you ever watch that show on disney or Nickelodeon? I, don't, I don't follow anything that has the word naked in involves <laughs> children well, it's not, it's not that it's, they're like a, it's like a Nickelodeon show. And I guess they were in a band and they called themselves the Naked Brothers Band. It was weird. Um, let me see. It's got, oh, Nat Wolf and Alex Wolf. So I think it was Nat Wolf in this movie. Let me see if I can find it. You guys go ahead and talk. I'm going to try to find this movie. So best cinematography, Dune, Nightmare Alley, Tragedy of Macbeth, Power of the Dog and West Side Story. 
I mean, the, 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 the cinematography oh. for Dune was, I thought it was Dune fantastic. wonderful. And The Power of the Dog has some really great shots in it as well. When I look at a film, I, you know, I, I love as a videographer, as a photographer, I love framing and blocking of an image. So when I watch a film and I see the framing of the shot really create an impactful like striking image using like symmetry or balance or weight to actually draw the eye to a specific area of the screen using a lot of, of 2D design fundamentals, um, which I know film is supposed to be emulating 3D, but we are watching it. It, it comes out of a 2D plane. And so I feel there's still a lot of, a lot of elements that benefit from that kind of 2D design aspect because while we're using light to create that sense of depth, you know, if you use the 2D design to actually block where shapes are in the frame, that's what gets my attention a lot. Dune did a great job with, you know, creating these repetitive patterns in the, you know, the architecture of these buildings and the slopes of the hills with, you know, the tiny figures in the distance. And that's what, you know, the difference draws your eye to those figures in in the power of the dog that I've watched, there's a lot of these films where I uh, kind of in the contrast of Dune, where there's scenes with these like these cattle, and so there's a lot of these moving shapes and and things moving across the film, um, but you can tell the intention that was was put into it. I believe one of the the opening scenes, they're herding these cattle. You see these cattle kind of like walking and then a horse walks into the frame. The cowboy on a horse walks into the frame. You're just trying to figure out what the movie is. And so you can see immediately the images are what's telling you the story. It's like these cows and then, oh, there's cowboys going with them, taking over the screen. It, it, it's, it's visual elements that are able to tell you very clearly what is happening with meaning behind them, not just over the shoulder type back and forth shots. Yeah, that's probably adds to it if you get to have those visuals without any dialogue needed. Yeah. yeah, I I love I love frames that are just told with images. I guess Wes Anderson would be kind of the go-to guy for me on that with cinematography because his stuff is is very symmetrical and sometimes it's not symmetrical but it's still symmet- it's weird way he frames things but it's always mostly static shots if there is a shot it's a pan or it's a it's a zoom but that aspect i think wes anderson but this movie i found i found the movie i was talking about it's called mortal and it's about this guy who is discovering he has god godlike powers based on ancient norwegian mythology and so it's not even really the story the story's okay but the movie itself was just like gorgeous to me so if you haven't seen it, it's on amazon prime i believe so yeah with cinematography it's just i don't know with wes anderson's kind of my my go-to with that but i also thought nightmare alley had pretty good i mean it was a beautiful movie as well it's very dark i was gonna just gonna say it was because a lot of it took place at night i mean there were some day scenes but most of it took place at night so um anyway yeah i thought that was I don't know. I don't know if it'll win. I bet Dune would probably be close to winning or Macbeth, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe know what even, Macbeth looks like, but yeah. I've seen a little bit of it and it, it looked pretty good. And then West Side Story also looked really good as far as cinematography goes. Yeah. It seems like I, a play, though, in a movie setting. I mean, I guess I'm biased against, I haven't seen many modern musicals except oh, look, like Beauty and the Beast. 
Free, free guy, action. free guy is uh, nominated for best visual effects. That's awesome. Yep. I, I still haven't seen Free really? Guy. And I, I do want to oh, watch. Oh, it's it. excellent. It's like yeah. it reminded. It brought back memories of aspects of Elf and some other movies. Yeah, I, I, I want up. I want to watch it, and I, I think I just I'm waiting to watch it with my friends, but we never can sit down and watch it. And then of course, Spider Man No Way Home. Visual. Oh, effects, visual effects. Free guy. No time to die. What's that? What's no time to die? Is it's that James, the, Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah, I don't know yeah, about visual effects for that. Shang Chi actually had really good visual effects. I thought. Um, so CGI and stuff. Shang Chi. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney Plus. And it, the story, I don't. I didn't care for, but the I thought it looked a, it was a really good looking movie. From what I like read from people's reviews, like people love the that's the beginning, maybe the middle with him learning his powers in the martial arts, the raw martial arts. But then once it got all into the reminded you that it's a Marvel flick with the yeah, rings yeah. and all that. Like that's when oh, then it got a little ri- ridiculous. Well, I like the way the rings because in the comics the rings were on their fingers, but they didn't want to be too similar to the whatever it's called, the gauntlet that. Thanos wears so they did it on his arms and I thought that was a good a good trend like a good substitute was to put it on his arms because then it it acts like it can act more like a whip almost you know and so the mm-hmm. way you just have to see the movie but he ends up you know they end up like taking them off and they're like use them as like whips and stuff it's kind of neat um, but getting back to the Oscars I wanted to swing back around some interesting information and getting your opinion on it um, okay because swinging back to the power of the dog, I've talked about a lot on this episode, um, but for good reason, it's, it has the most nominations of any of the films that have been nominated, except for 12 different you know, categories. Right. And it's the only film on this list that has both a woman director and a woman DP. They're, they're a That's co-woman cool. team. And they have been nominated for both Best Film, Best Director, and Best Cinematography. Yeah, well, good for them. That's All awesome. would this be, so would this be a first if Best Picture won or a Jane woman Champion, director? Um, a Campion? Champion? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Jane, Jane Campion, I think is what it is. Um, she'll be the first woman ever nominated for best director twice she's been nominated once before yeah let's say that so name sounded first, familiar she'll be the first woman nominated twice what was that and, other movie she was nominated for um that i'm not sure about okay um and then ari wegner her dp um is only the second woman cinematographer ever to be nominated for best cinematography so we have a co-woman team producing a movie made for a streaming service that has the most nominations of all the films that have been nominated this year. Oh, I just, that's, I think in a way it's going to add to the potential that, you know, Howard the Dog could win. In fact, especially the, the streaming for sure. aspect. Exclusive. I agree. You know, uh, a foreign film won last year, so why not? Yeah, uh, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Have you all seen Parasite? Still on my Hulu list. Dude, watch it. I can't figure out if it's meant to be a horror or a comedy. It's it's one of those <laughs> other movies that the tone changes. Also, um, real quick, I wanted to... Oh, look, best animated film. Nothing interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to look at... Um, I think I'm going to try to watch the short film nominations. There's animated short films and live action short film. Uh, I am always curious about where to find those because it's easy to find... The movies. The major motion pictures. Yeah, I find it a lot more difficult to actually locate the 
the short films. You yeah, gotta you, find them on YouTube. Or I was Vimeo gonna say, or, you got you know yeah. the person's you know the director's personal website. It's a lot more difficult to find those. It is. It is like because they don't typically put stuff like that on on. They don't promote those as, as well. But yeah, I think I'm gonna try my best to watch all the the short films and see if see what I think about them because there's animated and there's live action. No I'm Studio Ghibli. No Studio Ghibli. Um, Ghibli. It's been years since uh, he came out with the movie, but I think he's doing. He's coming out a, 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 to do one more movie, I believe. His last movie. That'll be nice. Those, yeah. All those movies have great music. Symphonic oh, man, music. they sure do. They sure do. So, like, stuff I can remember, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always something kind of unique and stuff, so it's nice. I, I really like Studio Ghibli movies. I super enjoy them. I love House Moving Castle. Me too. I also really like Spirited Away. I showed Spirited Away to my students this year, but I probably won't next year. But Castle in the Sky. Year. Castle in the Sky was good. The only one that wasn't good that I was like I kind of suffered through was Palm Poco, and it's about a bunch of raccoons. And I think maybe I need to watch it again. But man, I just was like, this is not a good movie. I think my one of my favorite favorite Cedo Ghibli movies is it's called When Marnie Was There. It was really good. It's like a two hour movie, but it was really good. Should have an episode on that if it's not already on the list. It is. Studio Ghibli movies are on the list. I'm trying to find best original screenplay on this list. I know Just it's one. on here because I've seen it. Go ahead. Well, you look that oh, up. I'm going to have one more fact of, the, of I found interesting it. nominations. Go for it. Um, Troy Coster, Coaster, Troy Coaster mm-hmm. um, in Coda. Yeah. He's the first deaf actor to be nominated for an Oscar. He's in a um, nomination for actor in a supporting role. But he's the first deaf uh, actor. That's too bad because that little girl from a uh, from a uh, a quiet place. She did a good job, I thought, and she's actually deaf. That's cool. Well, good for him. What movie was this for? Sorry, uh, Coda. Coda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll have to check that. I did. I did look at because I was trying to decide. You know, when I thought I was going to try to watch one one or two of the movies in the last couple of days. I looked up the summary for that, and I thought that was really interesting. The, the so much easier just it. to watch a, an episode of a show than a <laughs> I movie. tell you, just sit down and watch a movie. But uh, uh, I'll just watch Sopranos on Sunday or Monday, I think it was. I actually, well, I finished Nightmare Alley. I actually stopped watching it when I started it. Um, I got about halfway into it and uh, stopped because my roommate had friends over, and they'd be kind of loud, and they were playing Face Ten. So I was like, "All right, I'll join you guys." So I ended up finishing it on Monday, but then I was like, I want to watch one more movie before I stop. So I ended up watching Promising Young Woman. Um, so I'm trying but, to watch um, more movies, you know, and try to at least, you know, a couple a week. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. I've got the list of the screenplays. I know you're looking yeah, for them. Yeah, I found them. I found okay. them. Uh, let's see. Um, Belfast, Don't Look Up, uh, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World. That was, a, that, oh yeah, we did talk about this because I said, the worst person because all the other ones are best picture noms except for the worst person in the world that's the nigerian no uh nigeria was norwegian. it nigeria? norwegian was it with norwegian okay. yes yeah that was the one uh yeah yeah, yeah you said that seems like a movie you would like justin <laughs> all right well uh i think we've talked enough about the oscars i'm really excited for it uh, do we know when uh, this is gonna sound crazy do we know when the oscars is uh gonna be playing it's march 27th I believe yeah. it starts at 9 a.m. They're going to have the, you know, the pre-show build up to it. And it's going to be an all day thing. Seriously? COVID is not going to affect it. Um, an all day thing. I think, I think it's going to be digital. If I'm, if I, 
Sunday, March 22nd Correct. or 7th. I'm going to look this up now. Hang on before we get. I just feel like these pre-recorded to an extent. Because the nominations, the nominations were all socially distanced, pre-recorded. Not pre-recorded, but they're all socially distanced, like Zoom, essentially. Yeah. I sure hope it's not a digital thing. I mean, I get it, but I kind of like the whole. But I Live. guess. Yeah, you know, they did that whole DC fandom thing, Zach. You remember that? Mm -hmm. And that was all digital, and that was pretty cool to watch. All right, well, this was fun, guys. If you enjoyed this episode or if you didn't enjoy this episode, please let us know. We'll have have social media accounts all over the place. It'll be the Fantastic Mr. Podcast at blah, 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 Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, MySpace. Friendster. <laughs> not only uh, fans. Not only fans. Not this time. Not yes. yet. Sorry. Maybe eventually. Yes. Maybe we'll get there. We you have to be special to have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> um, so please, please hit us up if uh you have anything to say or if you have any ideas for any good episodes, totally hit us up and we would love to hear from you. Right, guys? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Maybe one of these days we'll have a guest on our show. Yeah, I would love that to get a guest on the show. Kick one of you guys out and get a guest on the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> or we could have call-ins, call-ins to the viewer. To the station. The viewers. Yeah. yeah, to the station. No, no thank you. <laughs> that just sounds like a that just sounds like a lot of work to have to deal with. I mean, I guess not. We can send them the Zoom link. Yeah, we're yeah, looking I was just going to say then kick no kick him out. <laughs> so, all right, well, thanks uh for listening to us again on this third episode of the fantastic mystery podcast and uh i guess we will see you next week when we talk about something right guys something. music of film and oh music TV. and movies yeah yeah okay great awesome but you can put stuff like stop recording too before before ending it if you want unless I you want to yeah i will cool so uh yeah it was uh Good to see you guys again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. All righty. See ya.